Hey, so I am on the line with a Mr. Vitor Tavares Mendez, and you are a dancer, a choreographer, a fitness instructor, a musician, and a former CEO. Is that correct? That's it. Yeah, so you were born in Lisbon, Portugal, and you are currently living in Prague, is that correct? Yeah, Prague, Chico. That's awesome, man. Just just a moment ago, you were telling me that you had a a clothing line coming up. Tell me all about that, man. Um, The Gerazuk Dance uh, Apparel uh, is, uh, we we just, you know, in the early stages, actually, we are putting things um, out, you know, for, for the people to... You know, to, just not, not just T-shirt that printed out stuff like this. We actually we have uh, much uh, larger outlines, which I don't want to give too much away. But, of course. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna have for from for ladies, women, a, a proper design, not just like something yeah you go out, but something you can wear on a daily day, not just hey, a, hey. a brand to go to the festivals and stuff, but a brand that you can wear and it can you know look good. And uh-huh. we put some designers in, into, into the, into the, into the, into the spot. And we have a few months back and forth and, you know, things are coming up. We have like, we got the iPhone case or is that a sticker or a case? What is it? Yeah, that's one of the few things we have. It was just experimental, but uh, it's yeah. actually working out. And, uh, we have hoodies, hat, t-shirt. We're going to have trousers soon as well. We have shoes. Hey, and hey. yeah, we keep it at it. And when it comes out, just send me your 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 size. I'll send you, then you see how it goes. That's awesome. Bro. You're doing major things, man. That's wonderful, man. Thank you, man. Just do. So I wanna I wanna talk about um I guess your childhood, man. Tell me, what was it like growing up in in Portugal, man? Well, all right. Um, I live in a ghetto. I'm proper ghetto, and like it's not like ghetto like buildings like. Y'all have that, but I mean, proper ghetto. When you put things together, you have a little wood. Wow. When it rains, it rains inside. Everything people get sick, and you know, you go when the stages back then, you know, like this criminality, and we we always be we are surrounded. They put like um uh we we are in the mountain, little little mountain stuff like this. You can see a hill, and then the 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 council just surround us with uh, with um. Um, fences and stuff like this. Only, yeah. only two way out. When the police go there and made their, their little thing in there and we have almost no place to go. But the, the neighbor was very big, but was very, very underprivileged. And, uh, it was hard for people like many of us that we are artists and we, we I, I think I'm, I think I'm all, I'm, I'm the only one of all my friends that actually come out as a dancer. Everybody has to go yeah. to work. Um, but I had luck, uh, I'm, you know, I have my wife to thank, uh, my friends to thank, uh, people that put a lot of effort, uh, into what I do, but, you know, childhood, it was good, but also at the same time was really bad. So. Yeah. I, I, it's, um, growing up, that's like all you know though, right? You, know, you didn't know any different. No, that, that's, that's because we, we uh, what can I say? We had. Um, the best thing about being a ch- child at the time, we, we could dance, we could sing. We don't like much school because school was like, <laughs> mostly was the, you know, the, the, my teachers mostly white and, you know, black and gypsies. They, we were nor, we are not, um, 
uh, respected as such. Oh. And we have always even if you're smart, put in the they segregate you a little bit in the back. They do this, you know. So it, it's really tough to to actually uh, you know progress and and to do what you want in a, in a very natural you know childhood life, you know. Yeah. So we do. Um, yeah. Chris, man, what was it like growing up with, uh, you know, your parents are from, from Cape Verde. What was it like growing up in that household? It was, whew, it was yeah. colorful, dark. It was heavy sometimes, you know, all, you know, all parents, all family goes through, through major changes and major complications. And, uh, we, uh, you know, we had a lot of, uh, family problems and from I'm the youngest of all my family my sister my my brother Hernani my sister Nilda my brother Hernani my brother Carlos then it's me okay and uh, my brother Carlos actually went to uh, ballet dance my sister never danced my older brother he was very good in mathematics but we had problems with uh, you know our dad and stuff like this and my dad was prop, you know prop African okay <laughs> But, you know, I understand the way you educated, but you took a little bit too far. So we kind of rebel a little bit and yeah. things become a little bit um, overwhelmed at home and things, you know. But there are times I remember until I was five was really cool. I idolized my dad and my brother and it was really nice. And but then things change and becomes aggressive and no communication at home. And we want to do something we can't. So I started in Capoeira at the age of 11 until I was... 28, something like this, uh, and I stopped, but that's kind of the thing, you always have to escape, you know, um, ghetto is nice, uh-huh. but, but there are a few problems in there that people don't address it, and they don't talk about it, African families don't like to talk about it, that's pretty yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you a question, man, should I blank on it? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, I blanked those questions, I had a really good question for you, um, so, Chris, have you been back to Cape Verde? Have you ever traveled there yourself? Um, I've been there when I was 15. We won uh, a dance competition in school. Okay. And uh, as it was not like a dance competition. We, we, it's like um, we were the only groups in the school that we traveled in different schools to show the Cape Verdean culture. But inside of that, that group, it was Angolan, it was Mozambicans, it was like Portuguese. Uh-huh. You know, that makes it to, to go to Cape Verde. So we got a kind of a scholarship to go there and promote okay. sponsorship. So I was 15. It was like the best one week of my life because okay. because my country is so nice, bro. It's so nice. People are so kind, but also they're very, very underprivileged because they're so poor. Okay. Um, people are taking now. It's still on, and it's Chinese, it's the English, it's the it's the Italians. Everybody take the lands and you know, kind of a, put in this very tight spot. Plus the volcano, you know, all all this time, you know, people are struggling. But the country and the people are very, very nice. Very, very That's nice. awesome, man. So I'm, I'm curious. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm sure. curious. What, what made what made your parents, you know, um, move to Portugal? What caused that? All right. It, it's, it's very simple because um, it started in 1940s, on the hunger of 1940s, when the Portuguese um, left us without nothing. It was no... Food was no rain, nothing. A lot of people were dying. So, oh man, I 
you know, wow. their parents were struggling. So my, when my parents were more older, they traveled to Portugal to emigrate to have a better life. So okay. it was just to get out of that system. Okay, I definitely understand that, man. So, so you grew up in Portugal. Yeah. Um, you get a chance to travel back home to Cape Verde. He says, "Best week of your life, man." Yeah. Uh, and, and then, I, to my knowledge, at 22, you moved to London. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. That's okay. Correct. What, what um what made you do that? What, what made you move to London? I'm a very independent, dude. I never like to be under my parents' thumb. And uh-huh. as my, as the age of 17, I wanted to get out of the house and have my own thing. I always work. I'm I'm, I'm never lazy. I'm always okay. up and down <laughs> stuff. So uh age 22, my sister lived, uh, moved to London, and I had opportunity to go there. And so I asked my dad. I didn't ask my dad. I said, Dad, I'm going to London. <laughs> uh, can you go and buy the ticket? He looked at me and said, for how long? Just the one-way ticket. And he wasn't happy. So but okay. I was 20. I was 22, you cannot do nothing. So if you say no, I would go anyways. But it was very good that I did that change because back home things are, artistically, back home things was very stagnated because people didn't understand what I do, what I did. But I'll, I'll fast, I'll, when you get to that point, I'll, I'll explain to you more or less. Yeah, more. Well, well, I want to hear about it, man. So yeah, so you know, you grow up, um, dancing Capoeira at 11, right? 11, capoeira, and we did other um, uh, traditional dance, like muete, like Angolan dances, kunduro, and all those kind of uh, dances that we normally do in school. Um, we, we, we learned instruments, we went to school, we learned how to sew and put the garments and stuff like this. That's where my passion wow. came out. Okay. Uh, but it went developed when I was in London, actually, because of my wife. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, it, it, it is, it is, um, it is very involving way, uh, yeah. where I left, you know, um, Portugal, you know, so. So, so yeah, when you first got to Portugal, you, I know things were very tough for you. Did things slowly get better for you as you grew older or did you, did you, did you stay it, in that ghetto? Yeah, yeah, I did. When I was home, we, before we live, we moved to the other project. We are in the ghetto, like where the, you know, we call the tin, tin, um, tin foil homes. That's what we okay, did. Hey, wow. The tin foils, uh, ghetto. That's what they call it as well. So then it moved, changes, um, send us to a, like a building, all this, you know, the council. Oh, here's a better living for you, but it was super expensive for everybody. Nobody could afford it. So they mm. treat, so um, we have different ghettos come in one ghetto. Some ghettos that don't go along with each other, they will like among each other. Somehow, after a couple of years, things get along. We did a, we do a truth. Everybody was cool, but the poverty is still there. So bad thing, what kids do, they dance, they enjoy, they put music, they battle. And, uh, <laughs> me, me, I always like a little different with the, with battling and stuff like this. I always come weird dance and stuff like this. And, and for sure, um, some people would like, would understand like why I'm doing something different. My expression was different. And I, cause I do capoeira, I do more, more on a body thing. And they, they're more like proper kuduro, blah, blah, blah. And, they, and they're really good. And every time I dance, they, they're laughing at me. They're laughing at me. And one day I went home and I was very angry. I just practiced all night, all day. I say, you know what? One day I'm going to be big and I want to just dance. I want to, you know, entertain people. And I never thought about it that one day the same people that laugh at me, they're going to come to me and say, yo, bro, boy, I was, was really good, bro. Oh, man, was really good. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't even, I didn't have to remind them. They reminded themselves. They say, yo, I'm sorry. Back in the days, I'm, 
I put you down. But I said, yeah, but what's cool? Because if it wasn't because of that, today I wouldn't right. be. Right. Fuel, fuel in the fire. Yeah. So I, I just thank them a little bit. No, <laughs> no, like feeling bad and nothing like this. It was, yeah. Actually, yeah. was really, really cool because now they understood what I do. And it's very important for the ghetto because now a lot of kids are come, they look upon me, they, they want to be inspired with the things I do and my cousins are spreading up and also I come with my music and stuff like this, which I'm going to explain to you in a moment. And yeah, so. I'm curious, man. Uh, how did, so, you know, you grew up dancing a lot. How did, uh, how did your family react to that? Like, so since, since you were young, you knew you wanted to dance. How did your family my feel about dad- that? My dad, I'm going to tell you a story. My dad didn't have liked it. Even when my brother, Carlos, he was the first one that went to the conservatory, like ballet conservatory, like proper professional, you know, those things that you can see only in TVs and stuff, you know, and a big food theater. My dad went to his show, wasn't impressed. You know, my dad, if you are a cook, if you're a carpenter, if you're working in office or something like that, if you work for some other people, for someone else's business, it's cool with that. But if you have your own business and that kind of person that has a mentality, that's why I say... You have, you have a, a house slave mentality. You never grew up, you never grew up to have your own, to grow up your own. By the time you want to grow up his own, it was too late. People did not believe in what he could do. So I did it first. My brother, actually, my brother went in while he's studying was cool. He did not, he did not proceed dance because my dad did not allow him. So I went out of sight, outside of my dad's circle. Then in London, I start searching street dance, hip hop. You know, all those kind of uh, contemporary, abstract, everything that outside of my comfort zone, things that I don't even know that existed, I, I tried them all, uh-huh. you know. And um, um, Kizomba just came way after, you know, like I, I tried Kizomba when I was 15, but then I stopped because I didn't like it because of proximity, I was not used to it because, you know, things in at home was not <laughs> easy for me to get close to people. Yeah. But if I was more individual, more solo kind of, kind of artist. And it, it, it came out to it when, when I, when my dad reacted, my dad reacted to me when I came back to Portugal in 2012. It was a, a festival called Afro Fever. Um, and, um, we, no, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. 2014, 2014. And I, it was a, it was a, um, a festival called Afro Fever. And, you know, my mom came to see my shows, my workshops. My mom was very happy. She even came to Prague to see me, you know, to do the thing. And I did my first festival. Actually, I started the first Kizomba festival in the world. I was the pioneer for that and have the title for it. Is that, is that the Afro Bailar? Afro Bailar, that's the one. Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll get into that. We're going to get into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. And then um, the, 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 the weirdest feeling was when I met my dad, I say, I made it, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, it was, it was like, yeah, good, but you could be better chef. Yeah, I can cook, but it's still not impressed. So I let him, I let him with his thoughts. I let him with his stuff. I didn't judge him and say, you know, that's, that's how you think. That's how I think. You're a man. I'm a man, but I just have to respect your wishes, you know, and your opinion. So I just let it go. And the second round when I came, he came to see my show in actually in London. He cried. He didn't, I, I, I was singing for him. He cried, you know, it was like a, a song called My Flow. And, um, and, and he, it, it, it knew that, that he, he made a mistake, but I didn't care, you know, it was done, you know, we were really cool, we we're done, 
you know, together. And I already explained to you this, the, you know, the route I wanted to take of my life. Yeah, there are times I don't make money. There are times I make money. But that's when you go solo, you don't depend on anybody else but yourself or your, your expertise. And um, so I went. He respected. We closed the book. And done. Now I'm, I am what I am today. I mean, just just for me, the outside looking in, um, I'm positive you, your dad only wanted what was best for you or what he thought was best for you, right? Yeah. And, I, and obviously, you, you might not agree with that, but I mean, I'm, I'm positive he only wanted good for you. I hope no, he didn't it, want anything negative. It, but my dad is a bit controversial at times because he say one, he say one thing, he say another thing. It's, it's, you know, I have no problem talking about my personal stuff, but it's just like, um. My dad liked to follow other people's footsteps instead of what is in the house footsteps. Okay. You get so if if me and you are brother and me and you like are let's say we are parents, you have your family, I have my family, but I'm I'm standing follow my ideals of my family, I'll follow yours because he's doing better. So left what he did, he does it. So that's the kind uh. of thing. That's what we didn't agree with my dad. My dad had a good intention, but to 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 actually to to favor him towards his friends that my kids are doing well. And they're doing this to be proud of it. But when he's proud, I wasn't proud. No, definitely. And I think that's, I think that's important for everyone, you know, um, to branch out on their own, you know, live their own life, right? That's what you're doing, right? Living your own life, right? Most definitely. Most definitely. I think that's very important, man. I want to talk about, um, so would you say that capoeira is like, uh, is your first dance style that you learned or what? My capoeira basically is not only my first dance style, but also is my escape because the time was very tough in in the ghetto. People were dying right in front of your face, either overdose, either shot, either because of some stupid fights and stuff like this, but literally dying right in front of your cousins, friends or family, everything. And I was getting I was getting cold and paranoid, you know. So I say I need to find something. To me, you know, and one day I saw my friend doing like, you know, you know, in the street. I said, oh, this is really cool. What is this? Ah, this is capoeira. They do, they, yeah, one day, one day, yeah, you can come. So I went there and would check it. So I liked it. You know, I didn't have much money, but my, my, my teacher, uh, Master Bailarino, we look quite similar. He actually came to Prague to, to, to baptize my, my first festival. And, uh, he, it, it really see a potential in me like my dad couldn't. And he actually, it mentored me until I was 21 before I left Portugal. Okay. He mentored yeah. me. It, we went to like those week, one week boot camps outside of, of Portugal, somewhere like totally remote in the island that we, we have to cook what we have. What we, what we could, you know, and we did, we work from morning until evening. We, we practice. We, we really is like it was proper mentoring and he was a father for many of us, you know. So with him, thank to him, I was, I wasn't drugs. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't take drugs. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm never getting into this thing because I never need it. I never feel like yeah. I want to. You know, if someone asks me, you want a drink? I say, nah, a glass of water or juice would be nice, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I keep myself fresh and clean, you know, from within. And he taught me that. He taught me that, you know, the potential I have, but I never understood until today. 
till now things yeah. come, people are coming to me such as you other people come and ask me questions which I I never ask people to come to me it just like happens to be that way you know yeah, when yeah. you work hard people recognize it you know they have yeah, yeah, a yeah. person you know? uh, so I'm gonna be honest with you I, I don't really know too much about Capoeira I just know it's from Brazil is that correct yes it is it is it's from Brazil and I believe it's a as a dance style as well as a fighting style is that right yes yes Capoeira is a very interesting story basically when the most of the the the, the slaves, the, the the slaves from Brazil or to any other country, like from from those uh, from Angola, from um, uh, you know parts of Mozambique, also parts of uh, you know all those um, coastal like Senegal and stuff like this. So uh, the first treaty of slavery was signed in Cape Verde in 1455. The first capitalism was actually. Before we know capitalism today was was signed there by the Portuguese. They started with the money trade because before even the black and white was among was black monarchs, black kings, black rich people, businessmen among. But they saw a potential in black that people that didn't have much knowledge that other people has. Ethiopia was safe until things started because of the of the uh, of the. I would say the ones that create the university and, and it become more easier for, for most Africans to, to become aware of the world. But the, the Portuguese and following the Dutch, following the French, following the Italians, they, uh, they come to, to colonize those that know less with. Uh, right. So as they brought the, the, the slaves to, to Cape Verde and they start shipping to Brazil, what happened was very simple. Um, you know, they need to uh, have escaped. That's a story that I heard from my, from my, from my, um, from my masters. So they, they, and it's all in the books as well. Um, they did escape. So like many dances, like in Cape Verde, Funana was a forbidden dance. Many other dances were forbidden dance. Capoeira also was a forbidden dance in Brazil. Right, right. And Salvador de Bahia was the, where they started, where the most concentration of slaves were. And so they, they give like signals and how to practice, how to get, to get along with that. Yeah. The, the, the guard. For sure, I don't have the, the, the true fact, but what they told me that I'm telling you, and they fight, uh, they fight the guards with, with, with they learn. So with Capoeira, so they to get them, set them free and they, they, they won. So they, they kind of, they said, they, they, they save a lot of slaves to go to another region so they can regroup and become stronger to fight the rest, the remain guards so they can feed the, the rest of the slaves. And there's where there's a capoeira. Capoeira Angola is more slow. Capoeira Regional is more flair with the somersaults and stuff like this. And, you know, both capoeiras are, are very well based on earth. Okay. Capo means grass. Era means sand or earth. So green and earth. So capoeira means everything they learned was from the land. From the earth. Okay. From okay. Earth. okay. So, yeah. Uh, so, um, back where you live, was there a big uh, a Brazilian population? Like, what did it you? What did you come? It was from? not a Brazilian population, but it was a mm-hmm. lot of you know uh, West African. We had a lot of Cape Verdeans in there, a lot of Angolans in there, ooh, a lot of uh, Guineans, uh, Guinea-Bissau in there. So the the population of the Palops and other Portuguese speaking uh, uh, African descent was quite a vast plus mixed with Portuguese along so we we kind of the Brazilian masses came was easy for us to 
to to receive them and to adapt to them you know because they speak the same language they went through the same course they they have this they speak the same story that we speak you know so it was very easy to 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 convey to them in a way that we, we can feel at home you know like safe so that's how it goes so, so yeah so um at, so we already said about 22 you moved to london and you see you started taking just a, a, a mixture of different dance classes right mm-hmm. so, what was london like when you first moved there did you know anyone did you just well, see your I, sister was there right yeah my sister was there but my sister was doing her thing she was just working and i was also my first job in london was a cleaning toilets at the train station at king's cross so I cleaned toilets. Then they, they, they kind of, uh, after two weeks, they promote me to clean the toilets for the VIP. I said, oh, they're promoting. It's like, <laughs> I was like, all happy. And, uh, among with a lot of Nigerian people and all those, um, South Africans and West African people from Ghana and things like this, you know, and it was, people don't, did not, you know, you, they don't treat you like with, Warmth. They're very hostile sometimes when they don't. Hey. Know. Some people are cool, but some people are very uh, into the territory. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, but it was it was good and uh, um, it was a good experience. And two weeks, a month later, I, I, two weeks later after that, I quit my job and I started working in construction. During my construction work from nine months that I was working like carrying bucket mucks and put the bricks for the for the for the guys to do their thing. As I was a servant, um, which was very cool to serve people, uh, tough to serve Indians though. They are very tough ones, okay. but they were, but at that time I started looking for like classes to go, places to go. And I, I found a, a guy called Tony, a, actually is, is a company called Avantgarde Dance Company. And they do like really, you know, they, 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 they with, like people from MTV, big people, you know. And I want to try it. I was no match for it at all. You know, my abilities was like, Poo! even a, even a kid can come just today could beat me just like that. My coordination was not good at all. And I, that, that, to see that the, the lack of, um, when people give you, they're the people that give you power to, to do things. They give you positive vibration, vibes all the time. Boom, 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 boom. You get it. In the meantime, you don't even think about you doing it. You're just doing it, you know, and you, the moves are coming out. Back home wasn't like this. You know, they, they, they drop you out. Before you get to a point, they drop you out. Oh, they, 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 they put you in the corner because that's the way it's like, I didn't, it's kind of a survival world. You know, the, the best, the best guy has the best move, wins, gets this, this, this and that, get respect, this, this. You know, it's all about the respect, um, the respect of, uh, of, of the, of the crowd, the respect of the, 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 the people, the friends, the family. You know, it's a lot of, Wait for those that lose, you know. Yeah. So they don't. But the way they put you out, it's very damages, and they don't see that way. And now they see the damage it did for many people. Now they're people that they become cleaners, people that they only work today. They selling drugs. Uh, they don't have no much background. They went to prison and back many times. When they have a really amazing life, someone that just got married just sit down in one job five to nine for the rest of their life. Uh-huh. You know, they look at me, yo, Vito was really good. Yo, man, thank God, man. From the group, you're the only one that actually stood up, you know, even your teachers, I don't know. You know, it, it's surprising because they all were amazing dancers and they all were better than me by far. But the wheel 
the, the because I was being dropping down and getting up, dropping down, getting up, kind of got used to the routine and getting up, getting up, getting up. Until when I moved to London, the thing was to, was a totally different animal. The people were so more open. And then you, even if you don't know, they, they push you. They don't judge you. Even though you go some people, they're fierce there. They don't give a damn about you. But at least they give you the power for you to get up and stay up. Get up and stay up. You messed up, keep going. You know, like this. Yeah. So my motto in everything I do in my, in my classes, don't matter. If you messed up, keep it up. You know, don't worry. Nobody's going to judge you. And people learn super, super quick, man. Super okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious, man. Um, if you if you if you could say one thing, what do you think separated you from like everyone else in your childhood? You said it was that will. Was it just that desire in you? Was pain, desire, will, um, the thought that I'm gonna die poor, like many of us did. The thought that I might not have. Uh, um, opportunity to shine or opportunity to show what I really am, opportunity to help others what they really are because that also gives me a lot of value as a person spiritually and, and human as, as I am. Um, um, and also the fear of, of being like my dad. That's the thing. I have kids too. So I, I don't, I I did a lot of mistakes in the past and, and, and I see the patterns and I say, no, I don't like it. I don't have to, do, I don't want to do it, you know, like, and that creates the will for you to make better. When you do changes, if you got out of comfort zone, people pushing you, putting in the corner, they have to go for sort of things. You go for like boot camps and, and weekend, silent weekend, this weekend I had a silent weekend I could not speak, so I was in therapy. So for me to be more clear and actually it's good because now I'm, Every thought is clear in me, so um, you need those times to to get out of the the world you are to come in again and, and to refresh again. So my fear was basically to become what I don't want to become and to be that I don't want that the thing that I don't want to be. So I I work for myself, but I had a lot of help along the way. I have a lot had a lot of blessings along the way. So. I need to thank all those people, including my wife, my my friends, right. my students, to push me up a little bit where I am, you know. So um, yeah, yeah it, but still, it's not easy. I'm still battling. Oh, I'm still doing it, but I'm I'm not down. But I'm still here battling, you know. So I'm building on new foundations for 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 what's to come, you know. I want to ask oh. you this, man. There there are a lot of people out there, man, who are who currently are are scared to chase their dreams, man, for whatever reason it may be. What could you say to them to try and help them out? You know, use this energy that people are giving to you, either bad or good. Use it, utilize it in such a way to 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 fuel what you really want to do. You know, at first you might not know what to do. At first you might not have any clue how to begin to begin the stuff, how to who to ask for help. It's is is a very blind, narrow, dark. With a little dot that is you in that yeah. middle, you know? So, if you start moving, things start coming to you. If you start thinking, things are coming to you. You don't need all this lot of attraction thing to wait months, that thing. No, you just need to, for you to get your, your, your butt moving. Just, you just have to, yeah. you want to be there, be there, regardless what people's going to think about you, you know? I fight with my, my, my people that are close to me. All the time, I, 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 
They, they tell me, do this, do that, and do this, and I do what I need to do. Sometimes I fail, sometimes I win, sometimes we draw. But in either ways, I, 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 I cast the first stone to my window so that I can break it, make myself free. So what I do to you is whatever you think, make sure I don't, I don't, me, myself, I don't do much plans. I'm not a plan guy. I'm very spontaneous. When I know I can do something, I go for it. But yeah, a little, find someone that can help you plan, how something organize you. So if you have a potential to do music, dance, other type of business, have someone that can drop a little advisor in there or can go hand to hand with you. And don't forget always to pay dues to those people that help you always to give them, um, uh, uh, you know, respect and pay them your time and whatever financial thing that you have to whatever they did to you, because those people, they don't come to stay. They come just for that moment. If wow. they, they, they always to renew as you grow, as you change, as you modify yourself, as you go, those people are they, just, just to, just to lift you up and let you go, you know, because they're already done. They already have their base done. You might find them, count them in the, in the, in the, in, on, on your way, but they're just there to shake your hand to say, yeah, you made it, you know? Hey. So, uh, you have fine people, get out of the circle, not to me of the same people, sir, the nayers, you know, like, yo, come on, bro, I really have to do that. Ah, come, <laughs> no, you have to come out of that little group, you know, I had to do it. It was the hardest thing to do because yeah. it, it was cool. I don't have much friends. My circle is, uh, is very, very small. I mean, tiny. Very tiny. It's here. This is my okay. my real okay. friends. I can count my fingers. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I have I have students that love me and I love them. You know, there's there's the people that I know they're not gonna stay a long time with my life, but I'll pay totally 100% respect in my time to them because they they give me experience that I would never had if it wasn't because right. of them. You no. Know? Right. That's the thing. I pay my dues to them and respect to them for that because of them. I have what I have. And, um, and, you know, then, you know, people like you will come along to ask questions and to know what's going on and how it went. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's how it goes. Uh, I'm curious, man. So it sounds like, um, a lot of times in your life, you, you've been able to drown out other people's voices and, you know, focus on what you want to do. You know, what's best for you. I, I, I find in myself sometimes I even struggle with that to where, you know, um, I try and live up to someone else's expectations or do what, what someone else thinks is right. What do you, um, how do you, my question, like, you know, how, um, what advice can you give me? I guess it's personally, man, to help me with that, to make sure that I focus on myself and, you know, staying true to me, you know, if you understand me. So yeah, listen to what you say. You say you live to someone else's expectation. What about your expectation? I, 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 that's simple. That's simple. He, if I, if I live upon my, my wife's expectation, maybe I'll go further, maybe I'll go somewhere, but still it's not my expectation. It's the same as I'm living my dad's expectation for being a, a very good chef, which I know how to cook, I do really nice dishes, but it's not my passion in, in soul, and it's not something I want to progress. Maybe I can come to it when I get older, but it's maybe a skill that just I want to acquire along the way just for safety in case this one doesn't work, you know? But it's still... My expectation of where I want to take my life next. What's the next level for me? Okay, I want to be a, a radio host and I want to have my own radio company. What do you want to do when you have a radio company? You hang out with people that have some business, the same, same field as you. 
the people that struggle, they have the same, same story as you, but also be careful. There are some people that are up there, they see you as a competition. So some people that find a people that level with you. They, they went there, they didn't manage, but they have a good advice for you. They can might take you up and then you can go do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Live up to your expectation always. Now, even if you're wrong, at least you're going somewhere. You know? So true. Yeah, just don't do stupid things in a way, okay? Just keep your <laughs> That does. I appreciate that. I really do. So, um, so I know, I know. In in 2010, you moved to Prague. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. June June, June 25th. Oh, what, what made you? What made you make that move? Um, it's actually it, it started with a sad story and become a, a quite good story after. Um, I, I had my first daughter, um, Alexander. Uh, I haven't seen her for 11 years. It's very complicated about it to talk about it, but um, you can picture it how it goes. Um, the mother moved to Estonia, and I was in London. We were cool. I thought things were cool, but was not. And then the day I wanted, I bought, you know, the day I wanted to go to Estonia, I even brought my brother Carlos with me uh, to go and see my 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 niece, uh, his niece, my daughter in uh, Estonia, Tallinn. She, she said, well, they're not at home. They are in Italy, blah, 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 and this kind of stuff. So it didn't, it didn't pick up well. So I asked my friend, now my wife, Teresa, if I can come to Prague to visit, uh, you know, because we have this ticket. We just change a ticket. So my friend Kevin changed the t- tickets for us for me able to do it. It was all borrowed money as well, you know. Um, um, and, you know, it was like in the kind of thing because desperate to see my, my kid because I didn't know. So I felt a little sad. Then I came to Prague. I said, whoa, this is really cool in 2008. I said, this is really nice. It's really not bad, not bad. And I said, okay, need some color in here. And I, at the time I was doing, I was doing, I was doing uh, events. I was helping people do the events, festivals, concert with big, big singers and stuff like that. So my hands was like, warm, you know, like from, from those skills, you know, and, you know, back home also we did festivals, October, all October festivals. So I, I had a, a little expertise from the background that I had in, in the things that I did before and uh, prior in London. So when I moved to, to, to UK was actually, uh, to Prague was actually in 2010, uh, because of the opportunity and, 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 and that my, my wife gave it to me. And also I was pretty much, you know, here with, 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 uh, with, uh, with London and it was very hard and things was not easy for me there. I got myself a, a business management, um, certificate and I work in a very prestige, uh, business, uh, perfumery on retail in a very good house in, in London, Oxford Street. But it wasn't for me and I was standing too long okay. doing nothing and I, I was wasting my talent in there. So I came here. And June and the first year in the, in the very, in the, on a very year. And I say, I want to do a festival. And in November, the, the fifth, the first fifth of November, fifth, six, seven of November, uh, I did my first, uh, Kizomba festival where I brought Kaisha here, the singer and, and other yeah. artists, other like Zook and Kizomba artists like singing. Because for me, festival is first is music. Then is dance. Nowadays, first is dance. Now yeah, it's yeah. become a business. You understand? Uh-huh. So the, and it's why the artists, singers charge a lot because they don't appreciate the artists much. Instead, 
as long as the DJ play whatever with remixes and stuff like this, so they don't appreciate much. So the artists pump up the price. Back then, the price was not that bad. But um, yeah, um, so on the first year when I when I came to Prague, and, and, and reason why it was, was an opportunity that I came with zero, and now I have what I have, and um, you know the belief that my wife put into me and my friends. At the time, they put it to me, and all the risk we took, all the money we owed, all that zero minus zero we have to owe money, but we conquered somehow, you know? A lot of, yeah. a lot of years struggling, a lot of uh, four years in the festival, one year you win, next year, one year you lose, one year, next year you win. So always that kind of thing. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And in 2014, I, I, I stopped with the festival. It was my last one in Bratislava. But the second one was with George in 2011. It was my best. Um, yeah, um, yeah. And this is for me it was the to come to Prague was a kickstart of a new way, new life. But I still brought a lot of baggage emotionally from from London. And that when I arrived here after the festival in 2014, then my change, my transition of person I am today started. It was hard. <laughs> how old were you? How old were you in 2014? Um, well, I'm 30, I'm going to be 38. So, uh, in August, August 31st. So, um, I was 33, 30, 32. Something like this, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. That's, um, I'm just curious, man. So, uh, yeah, you told me about the Afro Bilar Festival. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what was the most difficult part about that whole, that whole four year period? Uh, can you repeat the question? Because you broke up. You break the My line. fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah. The, you said you started the Afro Bilal, was it in 2010 and it went all the way to 2014, correct? Yeah. What was the most difficult period or part of, of that festival? <laughs> was actually to manage my wife and my uh, and my, uh, my my DJ friend, Rostia, because they not they were not used to this kind of a environment crowd and mm. taking care of other people. Because we are literally three people taking care of 500 people. Wow. So I'm, I need to be the host, the organizer, the friend, the teacher, the, the husband, the, 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 the DJ organizer, the list player, you know, the, the, org, the, the cook organizer and stuff like this. So the first year was like very emotional. People broke tears, angry and all this kind of stuff. But it, it was worth it, the experience, you know, but yeah. the, the worst yeah. part was. Was the worst part was the beginning and the end. Hotel. The, the worst part was the beginning and the end. Why and did you say 2011 was the best year? Why? Because uh, when we brought the uh, Georgie, the singer, um, um, it was it was the most fullest year, and also the year that I made a lot of mistakes as well. It was good and bad at the same time. My mom was there. We were like in all media, were newspaper, TV stations, radios, phew, name it, Facebook, uh, marketing, everywhere, blah, everywhere. And it was so well marked because my, my clients were all international. And at the time, people did not grasp well the concept of... Uh, 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 of um, festivals, people that start new stuff, they want to do new thing, and people want to get to know new stuff. I was still the first one to actually elevate the the, the you know the level of festivals, and then people in 2014, 13, they start catching up. Um, but um, it was best because we had all mixture of people. Uh, the, um, 
we had vernissage, we have fashion show, we have cookouts, we have like tango, all levels or all type of dance and stuff like this from fitness to Latin to African. But we may make sure that the music, the concert, the, the people that come sing was the main thing and that right. people respect. So we dance from late night, like early night until Till late morning, I don't know why you call it like eleven o'clock in the morning. We're still buzzing in there, you know. Oh, man. It was, because it was good because people really it was a good year financially. Also, we could pay what we owe last year. So we 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 made ourselves in zero. Let's put it this way. It was like whew, moment, and yeah. then yeah. and then you know things went away. You know as it goes. I understand. As a as is life, man. I, I want to hear. I want to hear about your cooking skills, man. You brought up a couple of times. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, um, um, in in my in my 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 household, when we were kids, we have it was one rule at home. If you reach a, a age like from five until seven, you have to learn to cook something. Okay. And if uh, my brother not to cook. Rice, for example, and uh, my sister know how to make meats, for example, and and someone know how to prepare really good salad or grill something, like that. and I can do really nice eggs or 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 other type of dishes. We just need to organize ourselves to make a dinner. Otherwise, none of us nice. eat. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. So sometimes my mom was sick, so we have to prepare. Sometimes I'm alone, I have to prepare. So with that kind of thing, my dad starts to say, mm, "You can cook, huh? You cook, we cook." Your mother said, no, I cook. You cook? Like, yeah. yeah. How do you cook? Did you didn't burn? Why did it burn a little bit? Like, it looks good. It tastes good. So my dad started to see this. At the age of 10, 11, I got my passion into cooking. And, I'm, you know, they do that every weekend. We're like, like families getting around, different families, full families. They do barbecues. I prepare the stuff. And I dress the salads and, and do other dishes aside, you know, prepare really nicely. And, you know, my dad's always on the lookout. Hey, you know what? They put you... Some points into you to you know to see if I can put you some some school and like this. He wanted, to, but I didn't want it. So, yeah, but I learned a lot from 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 where I went, for what I did, and now you know my kids are love enjoyed make you know they love to cook with me, but I don't never tell them you should be a cook. I want them to be more than that. You know, but learn how to cook. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's a skill that um you know will you'll use for the rest of your life, man. So that's not a bad one to have. I'm curious, man. Um, right now, give some people some cooking tips. Give people one cooking tip, something that can make them better. Right now, a cooking, a cooking, a cooking tell. Um, all right. Um, I don't know what his preferences. When I say most of African, we love our rice. You know, we love sometimes our potatoes. You guys are your collard greens and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, I, for example, uh, if you want to prepare meat or fish or any dishes that is animal type thing, marinate your food like uh-huh. at least, at least six to a day, six, 12 hours, six, 12 hours to a day before you, before you cook, slow cook it to uh-huh. get, you know, that really juicy. Yeah. Sometimes I marinate my meat for two days in the okay. fridge. Okay. So they can get really okay. juicy, and you, I marinate with sometimes I marinate with beer or black beer or red wine or white wine. White wine is good for red meat, and also um, uh, uh, red wine is also good for red meat and some fishes. White wine can be for everything, fish and meat. 
Also, you can add lemon, lime. Lime is best. It gives a nice nutty, really, you know, that lime, uh, that uh, mint kind of a nutty okay. taste. Yeah. And garlic, you know, the garlic is essential. Is essential. Yeah. That's it always good. Things, but it gives you this. <laughs> So I'm curious, man. T- tell me about your uh, your music career. You say you play instruments as a child. Is that right or what? I'm still learning. I have my guitar, my piano. Uh, unfortunately, I did not have much time to be very honest with you to pick up on that. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm fortunate to have a very good producer that uh, okay. gives okay. hand to hand. And we have. Um, I'll send you the link to you. Um, please, my please. Book, both tracks. Um, that is out already on iTunes and Spotify. Ooh, okay, that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, another four, or uh, I think seven tracks are coming on the way. And in eight, August, eight. Uh, in August, I'll be doing three video clips, and one of them is going to be in the wedding. Uh, okay. so I cannot say too much because otherwise, if you put out the person see is going to see like, oh, it's my wedding, you know, so. <laughs> I don't want to give it too much. I, should, I mean, I, I, should, I shouldn't even say this, but hey, it's all good. yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, my music is going well. I went to Nice, south of France, to record most of my songs. I have a, a very good songwriter, also singer, Paolo Tavares. Uh, he's been in the scene for a long time. He's my mentor in there. The guy is really amazing. Uh, I have the creator of uh, Ghetto Zoom Music, also Jason Ben David. Uh, give me some tips and mentoring me to to do better songs, better lyrics, as such. I have uh, I have another artist in Portugal that one of the lyricists that works with a lot of artists. Also, Loretta is a very is 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 his lyric abilities is off the chain. Okay. So I'm, I'm here. I'm just I'm a sponging. I'm I'm a small little baby, but <laughs> different skills than the others. Because my goal is to be like. Gilles the Perfect or um, Jorge Neto. Those are two big singers in the Cape Verde community. They were a singer and dancer at the same time. Uh-huh. And they the fill up the everything. Now, you know, people fill up with just with the song. But when you dance, when you have yeah. that yeah. people relate to you more because that's mm-hmm. what the, 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 the human, the, the raw human in us comes out, you know. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's my uh, dream. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey. So I want you to tell. I want to, I want to ask you this, man. Um, yeah. do you do you expect your your daughters to follow into your footsteps? I don't. I don't. Uh, to be honest, if they ever do, I'll be there to support. But whatever they do else, of course, they I'll be there to support too. But one thing for sure, everybody has to do a little bit of sport. Everybody has to go for sport. I want okay. them to do okay. well. And whatever sport they choose, whatever. Mm-hmm. One of my daughters do. Maya, the elders, not to do splits. Uh, Ellie, she's a good runner, so I don't know, things might change in the time, you know, things with kids change all the time, but I don't push them to be what they don't want to be, because also Maya, she likes to draw, she likes to do really cute stuff with the, with the stuff, like such as, you know, things like this, for example, that she, she spent simple things for, for us, but for her is a world, you know, and, and something I wanted to push her to do more and more stuff, that she likes and to you know to live a life like a child you know so that's yeah. awesome man come on yeah so check this out man I wanna um I think I wanna like kind of switch gears on you man okay alright bet so I wanna ask you uh these series of like really quick questions and I want you to try and answer these and we'll say five seconds of this alright hello yeah you there 
Yeah. All right, so, um, I, do, I don't know if you heard what I said, but I want you to try and answer these questions and we'll say five seconds or less, all right? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? In five seconds. Yeah, try answering in five seconds or less, man. You ready? Okay, go for it. Hey, let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. Um, if you could meet anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Michael Jackson. Hey, okay, okay. What is your favorite thing to do outside of dancing? Cooking. Okay, okay. Why did the chicken cross the road? The egg was on the other side. (laughs) What is the best gift you've ever received? Love. Hey, I like it. I like it. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Ability to read people's mind. Okay, okay, okay. All right. As a child... What did you want to be growing up? Where I am today. Okay, oh, that's awesome, man. That's so awesome. Hell yes. What advice would you give your 25-year-old self? Never quit your dreams, and thank you for keeping up with me. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I believe in you. And you are my love. That's for my wife. Okay, that's awesome, man. Let me ask you the opposite of that. What is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? You're never going to make it. We better do this. Okay. Okay, I understand that, man. Um, Let's say you are stuck. Last one. You're stuck on an island for five days. Mm-hmm. And you can only bring three things. What mm-hmm. three things are you bringing? Five days, three things. Um, Boat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Food. Sure enough. Give me one more. And my wife. Okay. Sure enough. There it is. Perfect. (laughs) Hey, man, you answered those questions perfect, man. That was a great job. Thank you, man. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great job, man. So I want to ask you this, man. You've been... You've done so much in your life, man. Um, What lessons have you learned from dancing that you're able to translate to your everyday life? Um, Something I do constantly and and I focus on it every day in a very simple way. If you messed up, keep going. You know, in dance, you trip, you messed up, you question. I'm focused only on my foot. I'm focused on my, my frame. No, focus on going, you know, um, and also listen, listen, uh, communication, um, something that I used to do less and I'm starting relearning this as well because my, because of my path, it was not easy. So I try to learn and something from dance and adapt it at home and it works with my kids. It works with my wife. And sometimes, but you know, because I'm a very hard edit, uh, person and I'm tough. I'm a general when it comes to, to, to be because that's what I've made me, but I'm also sensitive and, and, uh, know where to, you know, step back and see and listen and, and just be quiet and focus on what, what, how to solve the problems instead of focus on the problem, you know, that there may be, you know, so. I understand that. Uh, tell me, I want to ask you. Tell me about that. Um, was it the the no speak weekend? What what do you have going on recently? The no speak weekend basically. Um, we have um, 
is about meditation. We do qigong. It's like type of tai chi things like this. Honest energy. Uh, we work with different parts of the body, uh, you know, to feel, to, to, to visualize the spine, to visualize the chest, uh, to visualize the, the hips, the pelvic zone, to visualize the, the limbs. Um, and then being quiet is actually listening to your body. You know, people are always going to talk to you, always want to distract. Sometime in time, you just throw some words, but you can't, you can't, you know, it's like, you just, come back to that point just to feel your body. So being quiet is just not because I don't want to speak to nobody. It's just being quiet to listen to your body. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of meditation, um, you know, different different position. As I just came like a few hours from me. My body hurts. We work a lot. <laughs> you can see bone shattering and putting, getting to place. You, you, you um, my, my hips are so loose. My body's like I'm, I'm right now. I'm, I'm dancing. I'm flowing as as I go. You know, um, I'm talking as I flow as I go, and um, it, it's really good. And it's, it's, it's also bonding with other with strangers and give your vulnerable. You're gonna be vulnerable towards them as they're gonna be for you, and yeah, you're gonna yeah. be in that intimate space as they're gonna be in our intimate space. It's a lot of a touching, embrace, hugging, looking at eyes. Um, things that you normally don't do with strangers and you would call it crazy, but it opened your eyes to many things that's something we, we all we all as a human should have, should do. And we and unfortunately we have to go places like this to to have it. And like you know, I should see you in the street and just see your bro, can I give a hug? You might be, Whoa, I, I don't even know you. It's a little weird. Right, right. Like, right. Stuff you know like this, but no, it's just like a human enemy for human being. But if you go hug a woman, straight woman, they're gonna see you're you're a pervert or something like this because you want to give hug. People don't understand it; they're so shattered in their little world. And normally, most cases, we should be just that open. I think if you are this kind of open, people will not have too much. It will be more understanding in terms of how you feel, how I feel, whatever you are. I am whatever you need. I'll be, you know, kind of the thing. So it's not like about me, 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 and you, 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 right, you, right. and we are like this. Oh, what's up, bro? You cool? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Let's go down. Yeah, yeah, cool. You go to the festival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After festival, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of how life is sometimes, man. It is. It's all the time, pretty much, for many people, you know. So I. It, it took me a while to understand this because I was like, what the hell is this thing? And this is like a weird thing here. Why I have to do this kind of stuff? I felt weird among people that I don't know. I don't pretty much go along with it and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it opened me. It opened me in many ways. And I I, I felt connected with myself again. I see the, the problem that I need to solve, uh, the work that I need to do. Um, it, it really helps me... Uh, to acknowledge the the work that I still have to go for, and, and I, I'm there, but I'm not there yet. I'm far from yeah. my goal um, because dance it, it gives a big toll mentally, physically, on your health, you know, big time. And kizomba, to be honest, anatomically is not a good dance for our bodies because we are doing something unnatural, even though we are feeling is unnatural because the hips get to a point the hip joints start to be bone with bone and I'm, I bet 90% of all of us are feeling this and you can see people don't walk straight notice when you go to a place like this people don't walk straight anymore and everybody's feeling this more and more dancers are asking me questions because I've become a physiotherapist too so I know how to fix this but when it comes to heart thrust it's something that you have to go for it and until you have 
you know, age enough for you to have operation. And I'm wow. going for both. I have both. never heard, I've never heard someone say that, man. Um, the only thing I noticed when I dance, I've been dancing Kisumo, so we're practicing for maybe like the past three or four years, man. The only thing I noticed is that sometimes like my lower back will bother me. I don't know. What do you mean by, what do you mean by your hips? What do you mean by the hips though? Because, um, I'll show you. Because in here, in this part, in your, in your lumbar back, when you move, when you return, in this part, this is where the, where most, most guys don't have it. Because most guys put the, here just to want to, to have like a more portion more forward with the chest. Because we say we lead with the chest. But right. the chest has to come with something. You don't lead the chest and forget the rest of the spine. So, and then therefore when you want to do a movement, you don't move them carefully to not use the hips as much. So the hips block. So you use the, you, you start using the, the lumbar, the lower lumbar of your, 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 your back. And what does it transfer to the legs? And then it transfers to the legs. Your knees start to get affected. Your flexors in front of your legs here. Your flexors are going to start hurting. And then you're going to go down to the knee, down to your foot. Then you become flat-footed. Most of the dancers go flat foot. Mm. I don't know about you. Most of the dancers are flat foot. That's why they walk almost like ducks. I have uh, I'm definitely flat foot. I'm flat footed as well. Say so you you also see a little pressure on your hips. Uh, you walk like wide. You don't walk straight line. You walk wide. Like walk people that they don't they don't walk straight line. They walk like this. And right, yeah, bounce. feet out turned. Yeah, because we bounce because the hips does this because the, the flat doesn't have doesn't have a softener. We just bam, bam, bam. And that's why most of the dancers that use a lot of hips. Uh, ladies, uh, even my, uh, my dance partner, Yvonne also started using, but also she does contemporary dance and stuff like this. So also she's going for it and she's super duper flexible. You know, she. You don't take care of, of um, on, on how, how your, your body, uh, reacts and how your body, uh, um, moves. And you just move for moving and you don't earn some energy to, to, you know, to, to replenish the energy you took in your body. You will, if we woke up every morning broke, we mm. don't, you don't nourish, you know, simple thing that we normally do. We eat, but we don't do the things that actually the body needs. And that's keeps a big toll. And that's for me is like a, a, a big, a big, um, uh, a, a big open eyes because after Capoeira I had injuries. Yeah. Then I come for for uh, dance, uh, street dance. Then I come to Kizomba and I traveling, sit down, stand up, many hours dancing, dancing all night. Go workshop, come on, travel back, have work, stand up, go this, go to the gym, go that. It's, it's always physical, so your body hurts whichever way. Even if you are you sleep, it still hurts. <laughs> From, and that's a big problem with a lot of people. And um, unfortunately. The, the, this generation will suffer the, will suffer big time because the next generation is going to suffer more because the dance become too this it stop becoming this becoming like this and that's hey. the, on the on the on the on the bones if i many many people that dance kizomba they they try to immobilize or isolate the body as much as possible to give a good effect but that effect it goes to cause a different effect later on and it, mm. it your joints start to be thin and thinner, and you know, bone with bone is not a it's not a nice pleasant. Ah oh, man, I, I'm curious. What what can what can we do? Is it stretching? Or is there anything we could do to help help with this? 
Uh, yes, uh, we have to stretch. Um, make sure you take your magnesium. Make sure you take like something, uh, food that collagen, things that regrow your, your, your cartilage and stuff like this. Um, avoid uh, acid food such as dairy food. Um, avoid such a lot of uh, like, um, food that takes those minerals out of your joints, such as red meat and stuff like this. Eat red meat in moderation. I don't say don't eat, but eat in moderation. Um, avoid sugars like uh, uh, hard sugars because I start to eat less sugar, I start to be more free but I still eat sweets here and there uh, but most of my sweets come from fruits okay. uh, you know, lower down the dairies increase your vegetables um, you know, whatever it is um, avoid broccolis and cauliflowers because that's not good for your, for your joints wow. uh, if you, kids don't like cauliflowers it's for a reason, it's for a good okay. reason not because they're greens there because it's for good reason. Um, okay. Yeah, and exercise the, the muscles that are weak. Uh, if you do Kizomba soul squats are very good. Um, stretching, uh, you do the, the quadrus, um, quadrus is good. To do the, the glutes is good. Um, anything to do with, uh, with, your, with your front uh, um, flexors and your glutes, in your sides, the hips, and, and uh, around the hips, you always need to be like aware of it. And, uh, and okay. it's not a pleasant exercise because it comes with pain because of your. I don't know, depending what level of the situation of your 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 it is, you will feel that level while you're training. But soon right. as you train, training next day you will have less pain because the muscles are strengthened enough to hold everything back. But you have yeah. to keep because the muscle and the first day you get weak. And weaker and weaker, then you have to come and get strength and stronger and stronger. So you have to work on it. Yeah, I definitely understand that, man. I definitely do. Uh, I want to ask you, man. I, I know this is your your new business, man. Can you tell me about um Ghetto Zook Dance? Ghetto Zook Dance uh, was born in 2015, to be more precise, December 2015, 11 December 2000. No, 15 of December we we registered, we copyrighted, we established, we like we finished the project. And on 11 of uh, January 2016, we launched it uh, at a tower in Portugal, uh, in Portugal, in Prague, um, in our, one of our parties to introduce Gerozuk dance as a method, not as a style, because uh, a method is what we are, we, we kind of think we use, but we don't. We, we use styles, that's why we have fights. I will come back to it in a moment. Um, so the, the Gerozuk, uh, to put, simply put it, the Gerozuk dance uh, is a method that uh, has a combination of, um, uh, of the basics of, of the Kizomba uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, the, the feeling of urban and the contemporary of the, the cultural background, but feel, felt in a different way, moved in a different way, uh, um, adapted in a different way, uh, is more the 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 central of the ghetto zook dance called leading 50-50. leading fifty fifty is a man and woman can actually both lead it's like tango they both they have yeah, the yeah. so in this in this in this motion um the 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 lady don't feel like she's um uh manipulated or or submiss because that's yeah, something yeah. i didn't i didn't not like it because another thing they start holding the lady here which i find it it's like you are beating a woman. This is like, because okay. here also you can hold it because it's very good to, to lead for the lady. But many ladies don't have a strong wrist because they never 
work on the, on strengthening the wrist and the points, the vital points of the body, because the body is here. So the ladies don't want to be invaded here, but they want to be invaded there. So back to the Get Us Up Dance, basically method. Um, it it involves all all of these elements, but the music, like the Get Us Up music, which we 95 percent is what we listen in festivals and everywhere exactly, we go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it needs to be addressed. That's my question before I uh, I, I get with the Get Us Up Dance as well. If it's a samba dance, samba music is a samba dance. If it's kizomba music, it's kizomba dance. Exactly. If it's salsa music, bachata music, that's salsa dance, bachata dance. Why do they have a get a zook music, but no, no get a zook dance? Dan- right. And then I say, well, if I go for get a zook dance, then I have to create a style, turn a new style, like the Brazilian uh, zook did, and they went for all this kind of stuff. I say, well, no, I'll create a method to better, to betterment of all the styles. Instead of all the styles fighting to go away, I bring the styles together and with the method. So the method is basically does not change your style per se, but it will change your perception on how you lead, how you feel the music, how fast to perceive another person's uh, space and also requests. And, and it also makes you respect more the woman's um, space as well as your space both ways. Because when you give a woman too much space nowadays, they don't know what to do with it. Okay. Yes, okay. So that's a simple fact to see how much submiss and how much manipulated women are in the in the thing. That's why now you see a lot of ladies doing men's work because the guys want a lady that can be under. And is a lot of a masculine, feminine, feminist kind of thing um, going on because when you say when I point you out as a leader, you become a leader even either even if you don't know nothing about leading or leading uh, any 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 lady or technically savvy on, on that point. But sooner the lady start to be better than the, the leader, the leader don't like it. What happened is mm-hmm. it, it creates a stereo between the man and woman. So the man, the first thing he does, try to put the woman down, even if the woman knows more than the man. That's why now you see a lot of single ladies do the man's bit actually much yeah. better than many yeah. guys. So, I, I, do you, I'm curious, I'm, I'm gonna cut you off. Do you know um, Miss Rakita Alta or Lucia Nogueira? Of course, of course I know them very yeah, well. I've had them, I had them on the show. I'm very, they, and they're wonderful. They're both very wonderful. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I work with them all. Uh, Rikita was, we are back in the days in, in, uh, in London. Um, she's actually one of the first pioneer, one of the pioneers after Gwenda and Iris opened up in, uh, Actually, spread the kizomba to the world. They start there, Quenda and Iris. Actually, it was Quenda and Rita, and Quenda and Iris after. Um, but the, what was shown was Quenda Iris, uh, Iris the Brito after. And um, yeah, uh, we 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 went back days with Rikita. We worked projects. Um, I we worked project together with some other people, but we know each other very well. We were really cool. With uh, Lucy also, we work in Luxembourg, uh, Luxembourg, um, uh, Kizomba Festival in the third, third edition. Yeah, that's what we work on the third edition. And, uh, and then we saw each other again. I forgot where we saw each other again. <laughs> Another festival for sure because yeah, it's very yeah, hard yeah. to keep up. Yeah, they're, but, they're just wonderful guests and they, they're so passionate and they know so much. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it was wonderful to have them on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That those ladies are powerful. They're not many yes. guys. I, it's terrible. They they told me, man, that um, it's more so in Europe, man. But 
that Kizumba is is becoming, or maybe it's always been, but just more so male dominated. You know, as being a single female teacher, you know, they they find that it's just actually tough. That they're struggling with that. When they started, to, hello. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you broke up. Yeah, you're there. Yeah. So. Back in the days when they started, um, you know, they did not realize that women one day would be lead, leading, uh, you know, this this case. The guys would separate from the lady and the ladies would do their own bids just to get, you know, to keep in the game. So between the passion, the ego, the wanting, the willing, the, the crash, the ups and the, and the downs, the ladies asked to do something. And, and because many guys been screwing up, you know, personally, professionally. So the ladies start, and there's more ladies in, in, in festivals by far compared to men. So they start to come with this movement, like it started already in a, in the urban kiss, and it started already like ladies doing the women's solo, in that this, and becoming that the women's solo thing. And, um, and, uh, yes, ladies start to be more, 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 more viewed as like a, um, not not as a as a as, as a team, but as a competitor, someone that oh. is men uh, men um, uh, position position. So other people that don't like that, why are you dancing like this? It's not a question because many guys are very have have they have very low self esteem from themselves, yeah. and as yeah. soon as you find someone that has low self-esteem, low confidence, and the first thing they do is to, to praise for someone that is weaker. And the person that weaker in the room is women. So even yeah. a woman how to dance, if they find a woman that is really strong, even if if, if the guy find a lady that really uh, know how to dance, they cannot keep up with that. But if they find someone that is strong, like the kid out there among other ladies, they'll have struggled to express themselves how they can lead. The guy can only lead that well, a woman like them, if the guy knows really what to do. It's not per se to know more than her, but know what to do. It's not about, the, the game is not to know about, it's not, it's not me knowing more than you. The game is knowing what to do. If you know what okay. to do in positions that, I know, I know what to do, but you, I know how to dance, I know how to be, become better in this and this, but you will always know what to do when the time comes. You become a better dancer anytime. Even if it was yeah, simple movement, yeah. simple from from basics to a technical, from musicality, from music interpretation, for you know the culture aspect, for your weight, for your for your character, for your charisma, for your low ego, for your you know for just just be that person cool, smiling all the time. You don't care if you do right or wrong. You're just there to serve. That uh, makes you uh, the person knows what to do, not the, I'm becoming yeah. a better person of someone else. You know, and that's the problem. Yeah, with yeah, the problem the problem with the Kizomba world, especially comes with the the, the urban kids world a little bit, is, is the ego, is the, is the peacock wave. It's like I'm like this, and da 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 da. da. You have good people in a, in urban kids, but also you have a very people that in the, in the urban kids that make things really hard. You know, even the masters would tell you, you know, uh, Anna would tell you this, uh, uh, Moon would tell you this. You know, they are in this kind of a, they are really good people, such as Kizomba too. They're in both, both worlds. And that's the kind of thing I wanted to eradicate, this, this kind of a peacock motion. We cannot eradicate ego into people because what 
most of the thing that made us today is the ego. For you to, uh. for you to have, give me just a moment, let me just charge the, 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 uh, for you to have, uh, uh, such a, uh, company like you have now, you have to have some, a little bit ego for you to have a little soft confidence. Ego for, yeah. is okay. But too much is too much. Give me a moment. Yes, sir. It's charging. Okay, charging. And uh, and this this is what it makes um, you know people cannot control the emotion, the ego, the personal troubles. They it's a lot of people. Uh, one thing I noticed in Kizomba is a lot of people have a lot of problems with themselves. And they want to go to the dance floor and take out, oh, I'll go to the dance floor, I'll go there, I feel free, I feel, oh my God, it's such a therapy like this. But, <laughs> but they don't realize the amount of negative things they leave on a dance floor that other people keep picking it up, you know, keep uh-huh. feeling. And un- unconsciously or consciously, people start to feel weird. And like, you know, around three, four o'clock in the morning, people start doing the same thing. Three o'clock in the morning, people start to be dark. And three o'clock in the morning, people start skiving somewhere. Some sh- some stuff happened, you know. And you have to really, you have to really know why these people. One day they're happy, next day they're all. Mm. And then before the festival uh, end, everybody's like moody, you know, like or just dancing with a stick face, but don't know why. You know, you have to ask those psychological things that people, nobody addressed that, but it's a big, big, big thing in there because yeah. if, if you ask, if you ask anybody that's, what is your motive? Why you dance Kizomba? Because I love the dance. I love the, the, the environment and the culture, but never tell you about themselves. Okay. okay. You understand? Because if I ask you, why did you dance Kizomba? I'm going to say the same answer, man. It sucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See? Because, the, the thing is, Kizomba comes with a feeling like everything, everything is spiritual. You know, if you, if you're taking care of the person you are and you are, you are giving, you are, you are, at some point you are vulnerable to another person because you need to know what to do for you to be able to serve the person that doesn't know how you dance. So you have to be vulnerable a little bit. Then you can be okay when you find out, you know, in and outs of the person. But you still, you have to transfer energy with, along each other. The sooner you touch, the energy is already current. It's like, it's, it's a normal thing. Yeah, you don't yeah, mind, yeah. might know, you might not know if the person is, is a cool thing, but you might find a person that you feel like vulnerable just by being cute. I don't know, you might find it really nice, kind of a flirtish way, but the person is just vulnerable, just need a, maybe a night to call out, you know, something like this, or just a moment just to fill up the bad moments she has or he has, you know, and that's the kind of stuff. They always come sometimes with troubles. People, you know, run away and they do things that they're not supposed to do. Um, you know, get to people or they, they go to the dark rooms and they do like other kind of stuff. You know, the kind of stuff. It's not, be, people don't do things not because they are bad people or they are, they, 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 we want to do this in purpose. It's because they have issues themselves that they cannot sort it out and they put on a dance floor. And that for me yeah. is a pity because it does, bring animosity among the feeling on the heart without their knowledge they're different something else they change they be more precautious yeah, okay. and then if you see a black guy oh they see a guy that works too good oh you know you cannot be too gentle if you are too nice and gentle you're flirting if uh if you are if you are really cool they'll start wondering if you are like 
you have a girlfriend and you dance all this girl, hmm, this guy do something. Yeah, you might not yeah. even do it though, but that's how the, the perception, because, you know, the, this energy goes with everybody's mind because people might know the environment, but don't know the person, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you have to know this. So, unfortunately, that's the only, yeah. the only thing that I find, um, the Kizomba world a, a, a minus because nobody knows what to do with the issues actually before goes to the dance floor. That's yeah. why that's why when people come to my class, I say nobody judge anybody because I don't want to spark anything between their work day or family day, whatever thing that happened outside, bring inside. Because it happened in my class, many times people have problems at home and they bring the issues like, you say one thing that triggers, oh, why I cannot do this? Why I cannot be leading as a girl? Because you don't have the experience enough to manage or to master what you have as a woman. How come you want to be a man? Ah, you men are all the same. No, look, this is a lady that been three years. She just started doing a man, a man side because she need to learn both sides because she have the, it's like expertise because she can help another guys to progress faster so they can help you to progress faster. Oh, I understand, but the way you put it, I didn't put anything. You know, they come like this, you like my husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. now you're taking the different sides. I, I, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, so you have to avoid this kind of stuff. You have to be straightforward with that. So it, it, it's very, it's very sad because unfortunately the, the world that we're living, we don't analyze, but we are sharing a lot of good, but mostly bad stuff too. And that's why people like, same people don't go to the same festival the same all the time. I'm curious, man. At, um, at this point in your career, mm. what, what defines success for you? My team. Okay. Your team? Mm-hmm. And with your wife. family? What you mean? Okay. Yeah. My wife, um, I have, uh, my accountant, Misha. My uh, dance partner, Ivana, my niece, she's a, our spokeswoman, you know, she knows how to put things together when we, you know, we have people that kind of put things together for us. Um, my, my students, um, they, you know, they, they actually become a family, they start to sponsor and yeah. they take in their, in their service. Uh, to the cause they believe that it works for them, you know, people start believing in our stuff. So, um, in general, the promoters start to see me in a different eye because I get out of Kizomba to come up with something different and uh-huh. people using now things are more clear. Um, I'm going now to in June the 21st to Asia until the August the 5th. Um, to do a tour in all the, almost all the Asian countries nice. in there. But, Gerazuk uh, dance versus Kizomba, you know the the method, because is is so much you need that because I, I will tell you more, but later on, yeah, the the definition is the team, is the people that I have that work uh, relentless uh, for for my cause, for also you know for the cause of the company, because without them I would not be here talking to you. Yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, Mr. Vitor, I, I, I really appreciate you, man, just taking time out your day to talk to me, man. I really, really appreciate that, man. Don't um, call me, I, I'm I, just Vitor. All right, So uh, you already said a couple, man, uh, a couple of events you have going on. Tell me, what other events do you have upcoming for you? Ooh, um, well, I need to go to my calendar. <laughs> Give me a moment. 
So, um, right now, uh, today is the 24th. Uh, next weekend, I'll be in Lithuania, uh, South International. I'm going to be the host. Also, I present. So, I'm the mascot of the company. Uh, I'll be the host. And the week after, I'm going to be in Lithuania again for a birthday party, which I'm going to be singing um, uh, and entertain for a very good friend of mine. Uh, on the on the April 12th to the 14th, I'll be in, um, in uh, Switzerland and Geneva. Uh, Melody Kizomba for a boot camp for hours. Then it's Easter, family time. Then I, on the 27th, uh, 28th, I have my boot camp, Afro versus uh, Kizomba boot camp, which is out there. Uh, I'll send you the, all the, the schematics for you. Yes. And then um, 3, 4, I'm free and with the kids. 11, 12 is, is Mother's Day. Uh, May, so 25th, uh, then 17, 18 of May, I'll be in Bretagne, France, which I'm going to be teaching. Some of my, my students are going to be there too for the first time, which is really cool. It's also on the 19th, is my, my daughter's birthday, Ellie. Okay, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So the 25th of May is my boot camp. And then I have another boot camp in June and Basel. I'm going to do eight hours of, um, of, uh, intensive, um, uh, boot camp from the beginning until the end, until the, until the high. And then I have two, plus two hours masterclass. Then busy, I have, man. yeah, then I have one week in June to reset, to organize, to pack myself to Asia tour, which is, I'm going to start Bangkok, Singapore, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Nepal, Malaysia, uh, Vietnam, um, uh, Manila, Japan, possibly that's not confirmed yet. And then come back a few days, then go to Portugal for a wedding and then, um, and do my three, my three, my three, um, uh, music video, one at wedding, one with my brother, one on my own, and then September start, and then roll over. Yeah, dude, uh, you got. <laughs> you told me the full schedule, man. You are crazy busy. Is it? Hopefully one day I'll be in US because I'm. I'm really. Uh, my guys in also in uh, in Canada. They really want me to go there. And I'm just trying to make time uh, for them, but it, to go to Canada is not easy at the moment because of yeah, the yeah. work. But um, for sure, um, I'd love to be uh, served for you guys. Even yeah, just man, we would love to have you. And uh, for sure, it's gonna be a great experience to see you guys there, man. Yeah, man, definitely, man. Um, real quick, man, can you can you tell the people how they can get in contact with you if they want to talk to you? Yes, yes, yes for sure. Um, if you go to if you go a uh, very easy. Less complicated, ghettozookdance.com or kizombaprag.com. You find everything there. Just click on the English icon and it's and everything there, what I do, when I do, what's going on, what I did in the past, all the histories there from the beginning to the end. Um, you pretty much find everything I do, my biography, my contact number, okay. pretty much everything you need to find. And if you're not satisfied, as the phone number there, WhatsApp me. I'll be fast as as a, as, as a lighting to give all the answers. Hey, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Like I said before, man, I really appreciate you taking time out here to talk to me, man. You you know so much, man. You're doing so much, bro. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. I'm humbled to have you here, man. Yeah, Thank man. You. Damn, man. Thank you so much. I want to say, man. Um, 
Uh, thank you, man, once again. And I want to say this. Enjoy the rest of your night, man. Thank you very much. Hey, my man. Hey. Two A's. Uh, it's like, keep going doing your thing, man. And um, you are inspiring a lot of people by doing things, even though some, some, some things might be contradicted to whatever the world think it is. But as as we spoke about it, you always follow your expectation and right. uh, do what your guts tell you to do. And think people like me are always going to support you. So oh, man, I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much, Vitor. God is a company will be always with you, and whatever you need, we'll be there for you. Let me know your size, though. Hey, I got, I'll let you know. I really appreciate it, Vitor. I'm, I'm gonna email you, man. I got you. All right, man. All right, Vitor, man. Take it easy. See you, bro. <laughs>